It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Noel. And our compatriot Matt is actually on vacation, but will be returning soon. In the meantime, they call me Ben. We are joined with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Today's one of those the more you know kind of episodes. It really, it really is. And on the surface, on the on the non-stick frictionless surface, it may sound uh, a little bit mundane, but we have uncovered a tale that uh, is decades in the making and pretty disturbing. Yeah. The, the story starts in, uh, in the time of the ancient Greeks, really, if you think about it. The, just, the Mycenaean Greeks, right? Yes, yeah. that's correct, mm-hmm, Noel. Mm-hmm. Back in the old days, for most of human history— Anybody who cooked something struggled to make cookware that wasn't a huge pain in the keister to clean. You know, it's no secret, even today, that certain foodstuffs can be pretty messy and leave difficult stains or residue on pots or pans. Like, for instance, have you ever roasted something and then realized, you know, I have to make this 
taste great because I'm going to spend some time afterwards just scrubbing the heck out of this Well, that's thing. what tinfoil is for, my man. Yeah. It's not yeah. only for hats. Right. <laughs> there we go. That's well done. Yeah. Tinfoil is an excellent example of how we have evolved strategies and technologies to combat this, you know, It's not even unfortunate. It's just an inconvenient reality of cooking. I'm glad you brought up the ancient Mycenaean Greeks because they were aware of this residue problem. And more than 3,000 years ago, they appear to have invented a very clever type of ceramic griddle that functioned kind of like nonstick cooking surfaces. But not through chemistry. It was through texture and craftsmanship, right? Mm. Yeah. How so? So here's the deal. Uh, These griddles that they invented had a smooth side and a side that was kind of porous, covered with these tiny holes. And they were using it to grill bread. And bread was probably placed on the side with the holes because the dough would stick if it was a completely flat surface. And they were doomed to spend hours scrubbing away this bread residue. But if they had the little pores, then it would kind of vent a little bit and it would create a surface that the bread was less likely to stick to. Yeah, right. It's it's some pretty cool MacGyvering there. And sadly, it didn't really catch on. The rest of the world was stuck spending hours and hours scrubbing away on ordinary pots, pans, and other cooking surfaces. So in your mind, conspiracy realist, go ahead and cue the image of a scullery maid scraping out the bottom of a huge soup pot. That was me last night. That was you last night? Yeah, I made some rice. Uh And uh, rice, if you let it go a little too long or you let it simmer a little too long, there becomes this like sticky kind of crusty layer on the bottom that you then have to soak and and get rid of. But the bottom, the rice crust tastes Mm. delicious. I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah. Uh, Better yet, let's cut past that image of a scullery maid and go to a despairing TV infomercial host. Let's imagine Let's imagine this scullery made uh, at the beginning of an infomercial, if they had those in the Middle Ages, throwing up their hands and wailing, there's got to be a better way. There has to be. <laughs> right? Here are the facts. This situation began to change in 1938 when a chemist named Roy Plunkett invented something called polytetrafluoroethylene or PTFE. PTFE is a type of thing, a genre of thing known as per- and polyfluoroalkyl substances, or PFAs. Without going too far into the weeds on the chemistry here, PFAs encompass an entire family of synthetic chemicals that have one thing in common. They contain a carbon and fluorine atom backbone. There are hundreds of these things out there, hundreds of known PFA compounds, and they have varying functional groups. They can include other elements as well, such as oxygen, hydrogen, or sulfur. Today, we call the stuff that Roy discovered Teflon. Roy accidentally invented this substance, but he quickly realized it had a number of unique properties. First, it had high corrosion resistance, meaning it's less likely to degrade, to rust, so on. Which is important because when you're repeatedly using this cookware uh, and you're washing it, rust is likely to develop. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's very important that you have some kind of safeguard against it or else you're going to have to keep switching out your, your, your pots. Mm-hmm. And this stuff also had the lowest coefficient of friction of any substance that had ever been manufactured before. Now, why is this important, Ben? This is interesting to me. Because it makes it slick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Things just mm-hmm. tend not to stick to it. This 
this is something that we associate with cooking today, but originally it had a much different use. Yeah, initially it was used to strengthen seals that would be not seals like, but seals like, you know, seals, like like a jar, Mm -hmm. to tighten, strengthen these seals that would be specifically exposed to uranium hexafluoride gas during the development of the A-bomb in uh, World War II. Um, And interestingly enough, it was considered a military secret. So Teflon, before it was called Teflon, the actual substance, was top secret. It was classified. The U.S. government, Uncle Sam and uh, DuPont didn't want the rest of the world to know about this technology. DuPont actually didn't register the Teflon trademark until 1944 when they began planning for commercial applications after the end of the war. They said, you know, we we paid our dues helping build the atom bomb, but uh, that's kind of a niche market, <laughs> so we probably want to diversify. Yeah, well, that's what happens all the time with this government stuff. It starts out for a very specific use, and then they realize, okay, we can now let this out to the public and make a little make a little cash. Make a little scratch, yeah. So, well, scratch is probably a poor choice of words when we're talking Teflon. That's true. By 1951, DuPont had figured out uses for Teflon in – large-scale bread and cookie making. And when we say large-scale bread and cookie making, what we mean is the industrial-level stuff. Yeah. You know, not not mom-and-pop shop bakeries. Big, big bread. Yeah. Big cookie. <laughs> big bread and big cookie, exactly. But they initially avoided marketing Teflon in consumer cookware because they were concerned internally over a possible health risk. They didn't really publicize this. They just said, let's not do it yet. The credit for the Teflon revolution belongs mostly to a guy named John Gilbert. While John Gilbert was working at DuPont, he realized, hey, Teflon can be used to coat the average pot and pan. And just one year later, there was a French engineer who was experimenting with using Teflon to coat his fishing gear because it was so frictionless that it uh, reduced the likelihood of the gear tangling up. Interesting. And that that's all he thought about. But his wife said, hey, that looks like it worked for fishing gear. Why don't we coat our pots and pans in the same stuff? The idea was a success. In 1954, they were granted a patent from the French government, and they formed a company called Tefal, T-E-F-A-L, in 1956. And so nowadays there are other types of nonstick coating, but Teflon remains the most well-known. I mean, it's a household name. Mm-hmm. And it has tons of applications from coating uh, cables to providing uh, corrosion resistance to industrial equipment. But the still most widely known um, use the public is aware of is that this is the stuff that helps you keep from having to scrub your pots and pans for hours at a time. Right, right. There is one small problem. Not only can this stuff be dangerous, surprisingly so, but it turns out that the manufacturers of Teflon and related substances and the ingredients of Teflon knew about the dangers. They decided the profits outweighed the risk, and they covered up these dangers for, at the very least, decades. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. 
It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's where it gets crazy. 
So writing for The Intercept, a journalist by the name of Sharon Lerner exposed DuPont's multi-decade cover-up of uh, what she refers to as, quote, the severe harms of health associated with a chemical known as PFOA or C8 and associated compounds such as PFOS and Gen X. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a serious name. Well, there also used to be a, a pretty good comic series. Might still be out called Generation X. Do you remember that? I don't. Oh, okay. Well, check it out if you're a Marvel fan. For a long, long time, few people in the public had ever heard of C8. C8 is one of the essential ingredients in Teflon. This stuff is everywhere. It's called a surficant because it reduces the surface tension of water. It's a slippery, very stable compound, and it was eventually used in hundreds of products. It's in Gore-Tex. It's another waterproof clothing. It's a coating for eyeglasses, for tennis rackets. It's a stain-proof coating for carpets and furniture, firefighting foam, fast food wrappers, microwave popcorn bags, bicycle lubricants, satellite components, communication cables, ski wax, even pizza boxes. Wow. And concerns about the safety of Teflon, C8, and other things that were called long-chain perfluorinated chemicals first came to the public attention more than a decade ago. But there's a long, often untold story about DuPont's involvement with C8. And until Sharon Lerner investigated this in like a 19-part series that you can read for free online, no one had really told this story. Over the past 15 years, lawyers have been waging an epic legal battle against C8 and its manufacturers or people who use it in products, including DuPont and 3M, which manufactures some of the substances that DuPont buys to create Teflon. This stuff culminated in a uh, class action lawsuit that was – it's about 3,500 personal injury claims that went to trial in September of 2017 – but before we get to that and before we get to uh, the EPA's involvement and Uncle Sam's involvement or collusion in this uh, in this sordid tale, let's look at the kind of health effects this stuff can cause. It's pretty nasty. Exposure to these long-chain perfluorinated chemicals can cause things like ulcerative colitis, high cholesterol, hypertension, thyroid disease, testicular cancer, kidney cancer – and more. We know these aren't just rumors. Yeah, and how come you don't hear that in the fine print for nonstick pan commercials? Right. You just hear, don't use a metal spatula. Right. <laughs> that's right. And uh, that's that's part of the reason because, you know, that Teflon stuff can flake off yeah. and into your body. In 2011, 2012, after years of research, scientists published more than three dozen peer-reviewed articles on these effects. And one of the most troubling parts of their findings was that the chemicals had – they affected your entire body, not just a particular uh, organ or yes. system. Yeah. Even very low exposure could impact a person's health and this stuff builds up in your body, sort of like how – um, remember when people were concerned about eating too many uh, specific types of fish because of mercury? Of course. Right? And that's that's still a thing that should be concerning to people. 
this stuff was the same way. It could build up in your body and it could build up in wildlife. But this was also very old news, old beans to DuPont because their scientists had studied this chemical and related chemicals for decades and decades and they were very well informed about the dangers. But instead of informing the public, instead of informing government agencies like the EPA, instead of informing communities living near the plants where Teflon was manufactured, instead of informing their own employees, they kept the findings secret and they perpetrated remarkably successful cover-up. They absolutely did. Um, Sadly, we can rate the cover-up success in one absolutely frightening statistic, um, and it is this. C8 is a man-made compound. It did not exist 100 years ago, and now it is in the blood of 99.7% of Americans. Uh, And this is from a 2007 analysis of data from the CDC. C8 is present in newborns, breast milk, and blood from umbilical cords. It's also in a wide range of wildlife, including loggerhead sea turtles, bottlenose dolphins, harbor seals, polar bears, caribou, walruses, bald eagles, lions, tigers, and Arctic birds. Apparently not bears. Yeah, apparently. I'm sure a lot of people were waiting to hear the bears. So you could say – If you wanted to be a little more optimistic about it, you could say maybe there was something wrong with the methodology of the test. Maybe the data was analyzed incorrectly. Maybe the CDC for some reason is uh, screwing up. But we can assure you the odds of that are pretty low. You could also be optimistic and say, well, hey, I don't eat loggerhead sea turtles, bottlenose dolphins, harbor seals, polar bears, and so on. But – This is still indicative of a widespread problem because if it's if it's existing, if it's found existing in those animals that are, you know, maybe not even directly part of the human food chain, then you can only imagine it likely exists in animals that are part of the human food chain or more commonly found in it. In their defense, DuPont no longer uses C8, but at this point, removing it from Earth's environment is impossible because remember we mentioned that it's a very chemically stable compound. As far as we know, this stuff does not break down. This means that it will be on the planet for a long time. It may even outlast humanity. So millions and millions of years in the future, Uh, If some extraterrestrial civilization exists and for some reason visits our planet, they may not find us, but they will find traces of uh, of our time here. And one of the things they will find will be Teflon in everything. Am I going to die, Ben? I cook with Teflon pans all the time. Well, life is a one-way ride, Noel. Dude. Okay, okay. That was a broad broad question. (laughs) Is Teflon killing me softly? Uh, It it does pose significant health risk. And now that the public is more aware of this uh, situation, this epidemic, the government has started to take action and private litigation has also escalated. We'll tell you a little more about the current situation as well as DuPont's internal battles – after a word from our sponsor. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. <laughs> but it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
And we're back. Eight companies are responsible for C8 contamination in the U.S. DuPont is far and away the leader here of these eight companies in terms of both the use of C8 and emissions of it. But seven others were found to have a role, including 3M, because 3M, as we said, actually manufactured C8 or produced it and sold it to DuPont for years while they were also very likely aware of the dangers. From the very beginning, DuPont scientists approached C8's potential dangers with a pretty high bar of rigor, and they studied it closely. Way back in 1954, there was a DuPont employee named R.A. Dickinson who noted that he had received an inquiry regarding C8's, quote, possible toxicity. Yeah, and then in 1961, just seven years later, in-house researchers already had the short answer to Dickinson's question. Um, C8 was indeed toxic and should be, quote, handled with extreme care, like not slathered on household goods. <laughs> right. By the next year, what, what did we say there, 61? By That's right. Yeah, by 1962, experiments had – um, whittled down these broad concerns into some red flags and they found some specific conditions caused by C8. Exposure to C8 was linked to the enlargement of rat testicles, adrenal glands, and kidneys. The company even, at least in one instance that we know of, the company even conducted human experimentation with C8. In 1962, Scientists asked volunteers to smoke cigarettes laced with C8, and they found that not— Jeez. Yeah. Well, at least they asked them to do it. Yeah, okay. Uh, they found that 9 out of 10 people in the highest dose group were noticeably significantly ill for an average of 9 hours, so as much as 18, you know, uh, and they had flu-like symptoms that included chills, backache, fever, and coughing— we don't know if they did a follow-up study years later to see the rates of cancer. But we do know that this cover-up then encompasses more than just Teflon. Because remember, Teflon is a brand name for something that is a type of PFA. And PFAs are used in so many things. We mentioned the microwave popcorn, the firefighting foam, fast food wrappers, industrial processes – they have been proven to have clear and harmful effects on human beings and wildlife. And as we record this episode, scientists, attorneys, and public interest groups are still working to figure out the, the sheer scale of the contamination as well as the extent of danger this poses to humans and wildlife. Like here's an example. The DuPont used to get rid of these substances by putting them in barrels and putting rocks uh, putting rocks in the barrels or weighting the barrels somehow and then just dropping them in the ocean or dropping them in water sources. Oof. So that means that there are, um, there are areas of the world where the groundwater has been contaminated with this stuff and we don't – when I say we, I don't just mean DuPont or the U.S. or anything. I mean our species hasn't figured out how to get this stuff out. Yeah. So even if that seems to be yeah. a kind of a common issue, doesn't mm -hmm. it? We, we're real good at putting stuff in. Mm -hmm. Haven't quite figured out how to put stuff out. We're all Mickey Mouse at the beginning of Fantasia. Remember when he figures out that excellent way to 
mop up when he's the sorcerer's right. apprentice. Of course. And he starts making mops, but they make mops, and then the flood begins. You know, but I never that never occurred to me, but that is a very good uh, analogy, metaphor, what have you, for the exact kind of stuff we're talking about. <laughs> for the you human can't condition. put the magic back in the bucket. Right, right, exactly. I actually went to a talk recently. It was, it was a weird pairing. It was Jaden Smith interviewing Al Gore about climate change, and something came up at the end where Jaden asked Al Gore, like, so what technology in the future is there to pull – uh, these emissions out of the atmosphere. And the fact of the matter is that there's something that sort of exists, but it requires so much energy to do it mm-hmm. that it makes it not really uh, cost effective or just practical at all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess people are thinking about this kind of stuff, but it's like it usually is so much more of a of a to-do mm-hmm. than just to maybe do a better job of not putting the stuff in there in the first place. Right, right. And this goes beyond this goes beyond politics. This is just a health concern. And I know some of us in the audience may may object to the alarmism that gets so commonly, you know, spread about in the public sphere when we talk about these global or macro level uh, human threats, but the reality of the situation now at least, this is just my opinion, uh, the reality of the situation now is the following. The earth does not need humanity. Life on earth, in some form, will likely continue for a long, long time. Human life on earth is not a sure thing. And, you know, it's, it's not as if uh, earth itself really has an opinion or cares. We are just one in a long line of dominant species that have come and gone on this little rock orbiting the sun. And the third one. (laughs) Right, right. And this means that the most significant race or challenge for the human species now is going to be technological innovation versus uh, increasingly inhospitable natural environments. So are we going to survive as a species, um, you know, off-planet? Living in domes? There's, there are a lot of optimistic futurists uh, who would say yes. Like that Polly Shore movie? Biodome? Biodome. Remember Wasn't Biodome? a Baldwin in that? There was definitely a Baldwin in that. I, you know, that's one of those films that I think I enjoyed when I was a kid. And I think I'm just going to leave it there. I don't, know if I, I don't know if I should rewatch it. I think not. I don't know if it's aged well. I doubt that it has. What was the other one um, with the... Caveman, Encino Brent, Man, Brenda and Fraser, Wee's yeah. in the Jews. That's right. Yeah. I don't know if I'll watch that one. No, nope, you shouldn't. You know what I did the other night? What'd you do? Um, I watched Phantom Menace uh, again mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. That movie is problematic on many levels. Let me tell you. Is that the one? There, with Jar Jar Binks. Uh, that one. That is a racial caricature. But there's a bunch of other ones. There's like the Trade Federation guys mm-hmm. who are kind of like these uh, very cliche, almost like Asian caricatures. Mm-hmm. And there's just tons of them. Not to mention the writing is quite hackneyed. It's yeah. It's it's strange. I read uh, this has nothing to do with anything. Certainly not the fate of the planet. But uh, well, Phantom Menace kind of had to do with the fate of the planet. A planet, yeah, but uh, but there is a very interesting fan theory that initially I dismissed, uh, and it, it argues that in the initial stages of planning for Phantom Menace and the movies at, that would come after, Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be like a low key Sith Lord. 
and then later exposed as a Sith Lord. Oh, wow. It's Again, it's a fan theory. I, I haven't seen anything that made that counted as smoking gun level evidence. Was his evil Sith power just to like annoy you to death? Well, it's interesting because he shows remarkable agility in some areas. I don't know. You'll have, you'll have to read. I'm sure it's available on Cracked or one of the other, one of the other um, popular fan theory analysis sites. But back to the, uh, back to the Teflon menace, for lack of a better term, in February of this year of 2018, 3M settled a lawsuit with Minnesota for $850 million, in essence admitting, according to Shannon Lerner, that they acted with a deliberate disregard for the high risk of injury to the citizens and wildlife of Minnesota. And they, they went for this settlement, $850 million. It's not going to put them in the poorhouse, but it is a significant chunk of change. They went for this settlement because the Minnesota Attorney General's office released a huge set of documents, internal studies by scientists at 3M, memos, emails, and research reports that detailed what 3M knew about the harmful potential of these chemicals. Right now, Right now, there's probably already, at least according to the CDC, some kind of PFA in your in your system, in your body as you hear this, unless you're what point three percent of the population. And one of the one of the most widely acknowledged possible dangers of Teflon, and this was acknowledged publicly way before the lawsuits began, is that if you have a Teflon pan and you overheat it to about 600 degrees Fahrenheit, it will, it could release toxic gases. But again, that didn't seem like too much of a concern because very few people cook stuff at 600 degrees. That's true. Here's a question for you to leave sure. us with. What's the alternative? Is I, you know, I have some non nonstick pans. Mm-hmm. They are a bit of a pain in the butt when you cook certain things on them. But typically. When you're watching like cooking shows and like chefs and stuff and high level cooks, they're not really using nonstick pans all the time. They're all, they're using like copper pans and like nicer stainless steel pans, right? Or uh, le creuset. <laughs> exactly. So what's the what's the difference? And what and, and is it is it literally just a matter of well, you might have to pre soak them a little longer or take better care of them? Mm. Yeah, there are some manufacturers of nonstick pans that are advertised as non-toxic. So one example would be something like Zwilling, which is just the word willing with a Z. They're a German company that uh, made that made their name, I, I believe, in knives, but they use a lot of they also manufacture a lot of ceramic nonstick cookware. And then there's a thing called Green Pan. They use something called Thermalon. It's a patented ceramic nonstick layer that's made out of sand, essentially. It doesn't have lead or cadmium or PFAs or PFOA or all the other stuff. And the problem with that stuff is it's heat resistant up to 450 degrees Celsius, meaning that it won't release toxic fumes unless you heat it past that. You can find other alternatives. Several of them are higher end, so they're going to be more of an investment. But for their part, DuPont has um, instituted some other other substances to replace C8 because, as we said, they no longer use that. 
and the EPA has been involved. It says it remains committed to evaluating PFOA and PFOs under the regulatory determination process using the best available science. As part of their evaluation, they are going to be reviewing all newly available scientific info, uh, including the report by the ATSDR, the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry. They also said they are taking steps to accelerate Quote, the determination process before the existing statutory deadline, which is 2021. So in a few years, this stuff will change. But maybe the last thing we should end on here is as of November 2018, the EPA also found that the chemicals manufacturers used to replace these original toxic substances like C8 were themselves toxic. So they replaced it with a different, with a different dangerous chemical. That's where we're at now. Oh, cool. Is it slightly lesser of the two evils? It's uh, – I, I believe it's – Gen X is one of the ones that they said was still dangerous. But hopefully, yeah, it is, it is slightly lesser. And look, we're, we're not saying that if you use a nonstick pan, you are going to die. We're saying that um, exposure to the substances used to make Teflon are, are quite dangerous. And a lot of the – a lot of the lawsuits came about from former DuPont employees or employees of the manufacturers of these substances or people living near the plants or disposal sites. So it's not – cooking with a nonstick pan is not the same thing as just huffing straight PFOAs. Oh, good. So there's that, right? Cool. Yeah. That's comforting. And – if you would like to read the full series on The Intercept, I want to tell you that it is excellent. It is very thorough. It's quite long. It's a long read. Uh, but it's worth your time if you would like to learn more about how this successful cover-up, this successful corporate conspiracy to disguise the health risk of these substances actually evolved and developed over time as well as where it is at currently. Thank you so much for checking out our show. Let us know what you think. Is this is this a situation wherein a large company just wasn't aware of the science? Is this being exaggerated by alarmist um, interest groups? Or is there a real and genuine threat? Uh, and, and if so, why or why not? You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. We'd especially like to recommend Here's Where It Gets Crazy, our community Facebook page, where you can hang out with your fellow conspiracy realist and, you know, see some funny memes, yeah, too. Yeah, we've been known to lurk. <laughs> we have indeed, yes. So do all those things, and if you don't want to do any of those things, well, you don't have to. We're just re recommending it. It's not required. You can also just send us a good old-fashioned email where we are. Conspiracy at HowStuffWorks.com. the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B &B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires.
Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.